What's up everybody, Gabe Jones here on another episode of Into Final Space. Got another awesome interview here for you today. I am welcoming Mike Roberts to the show. Uh, he was the supervising director on season one of Final Space and we have a super, super awesome interview with him today and he's going to be answering some of my questions as well as those that you submitted on the Final Space Discord as well as on Reddit. So let's get right into it. All right, everybody, welcome Mike to the show. He's joining me via Skype today, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course, and thank you for joining me on the show. Of course. All right, so we got a, a first question. Uh, you can just give me, you know, we'll start with a, a little bit of your, your background and uh, your education and then going into your, your career in animation. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess I'll start in high school. I went to a... Uh, um, arts arts high school like sort of two periods a day that were visual arts and it was like a fame type high school with um lots of singing and dancing in the hallways but we were in the visual arts program um and then from there basically went to um sheridan college which um i think like northeast coast is familiar with sort of the animation home and then uh which i guess it's like a cal arts for canada (laughs) and uh yeah and then from there just kind of i got into animation for a quick second but decided animating wasn't quite for me and got into storyboarding and then basically wanted to be a found out i wanted to be a director pretty much you know around there when i started working in storyboards so bit of a you know a bit of a winding road to get here but then eventually moved to the states and uh, started working in directing and that's how i got to final space awesome so uh what what did you know, end up pushing you in, into coming on to final space uh and you uh, colleagues or just interest in the show or well it's a couple of things one is like i was working at shadow machine where it was um gonna get made and they had me on their list for potential supervising directors and then you know i will say like i'm always looking for a show that needs me you know and by that i mean right. like some there's lots of things that'll get made whether you're on it or not yeah. um and that's like what i all said about like directing on bojack like that is a show that is amazing because of the team um and while i'm proud of the accomplishments and all the stuff i did i mean i feel like i helped do with the title sequence but you know my episodes were going to be good whether i was directing them or not (laughs) so it's like a different kind of um feeling when you're working with somebody the the team that's as strong as the bojack team it feels like i'm more in school than anything else but final space was an opportunity to um you know a lot they basically said we're we need someone who has a vision for how to, I can't remember how they quite put it, but I remember it as, you know, someone who can make uh, Family Guy meets Christopher Nolan's Inception, uh, Interstellar. Um, right. So, you know, that sounded like a pretty good challenge. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one of the main reasons I was excited to do it. Um, yeah. And that was, I mean, meeting Olin and David, obviously, uh, you could tell their passion and how excited they were to make this stuff. And Olin, you know, it sounds like you guys are kind of Olin fans, uh as much as you are final space fans um Absolutely. and it's understandable he's a very uh very charismatic guy and it comes across pretty quick when you start working with him um and in the interviews so it was it was easy to kind of sign on for the vision because he's a he seems to be a very visionary dude yeah awesome all right so what what was the the best part of you know working on a show like this that is that that huge cinematic you know challenge of uh of getting all this in this incredible view together to come and to make this incredible TV show. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think you kind of said it. I mean, that is the best part of it. It's because usually in TV it's very script based. And by that, I mean, 
a couple of different schools of thought for making animation. And one is heavily script-based, which is basically read the page and do it verbatim. And it's very much like a joke count. And um, the moments are accounted for in the page. So there's not a ton of, you know, what they say, maison-scene, you know, the the film arts. Um, whereas Final Space would have, you know, obviously the jokes are there and the pages are very specific. But how it comes together tonally is completely up for grabs. Um, so that means, you know, there'd be pages that say giant space battle with some specifics, but you're really finding it. So in a weird way, making that show is a lot more like making a feature. And that I think is one of the most exciting things is sort of like a way to work in TV, but also work under feature parameters, even though we were moving a lot faster than feature usually makes, <laughs> usually moves that. But yeah, that was it. I mean, it's the idea of making a sort of, you know how like lately grown up TV has turned, not that Final Space isn't grown up, but like live action TV has become more like mini films, you know, with yeah. HBO yeah. and Netflix and everything. And I feel like that was the idea with this Final Space was how to make um, a TV, an animated TV show on the terms of of what drives places like HBO and stuff with their series to make kind of more um, elevated um, cinematics. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So for those who don't know what, what all does a supervising director any, and specifically for, for front of space do um, what, what goes into the, the work that you do and you know, when you go into the studio on a daily sure. basis, what, what, what does that entail? Well, the main thing is like in in a supervising director on a TV show is a bit like they call it head of story on a feature, which is that um, the director of a TV show, you know, quote, what you think of the sort of Spielberg, you know, that those kinds of dudes are are more like the um, showrunner. So the showrunner of a TV show is kind of who's in charge of the the narrative. Um, and then the supervising director's job is to kind of execute that vision. So in Final Space, it was David and Olin essentially were the. Um, They'd be the super the the showrunner, and then the supervising director goes in and makes sure that they can translate those ideas to the page. So you're basically running the storyboard team. You're translating anything in the script that doesn't totally mesh. You're talking to the um, talking to the creators. You're talking to the board artists. It's almost like it's management, but there's a lot of creativity in how you um, tell the story. So I was, you know, a, a lot of the tone and stuff like that was sort of up to me to find, you know, the sad moments, the happy moments. They're very clear about when and where that should happen, but how you actually execute it then becomes part of the supervising director's job. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's basically it's basically you're in charge of the making sure the story works, but then the added part of making sure the designs all kind of work for the story. So obviously, you have Devo, who's an awesome art director, but um, the supervising director just makes sure that the story is being served with the amazing designs. Um, yeah. And all the way to animation, making sure animation comes back okay, and then making sure the final edits and the cuts are good. So it's sort of just someone to kind of be there if all else fails, um, because the showrunners aren't always animation people. Right, um, yeah. So they need basically a, a an animation person, although David and Olin are great and didn't have much trouble with that. But, you know, it's the in principle, that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know I've heard a lot of, uh, and I heard this from Devo a lot, was that you... You had a lot uh, of ideas, especially when it came to, you know, the er the earlier concepts for season one and, you know, putting things together. You, you know, he talked about you two worked on the, the Galaxy One design a lot together. Yeah. And, and so did your storyboarding in the past come into into play when you started you know, working on that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked on as a designer and I've, you know, I've sold a show, a couple of show ideas and sold a show and and design has always been like 
foremost on my mind. I want to be a comic book artist for a long time. So um, in those early days before even Devo signed on, there was a lot of, I think, anxiety from David and Olin and everybody of what the show was going to look like. And it's easy to say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But I had to dig in a lot and um, just make sure that they knew they were in good hands. So I feel like that's one of the big things like directors have to do is make sure everyone feels like they're in good hands. So obviously Devo came in and kind of re uh, reinvigorated everything. I didn't do that much before he came in, but it was like, just to make sure everyone was on track. And then luckily um, I didn't do too much that I didn't do too much damage before Devo could come in and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about like that's, and that's sort of directorial, right? Is like, if you saw the galaxy one in the pilot, it was very Star Trek-y and very futuristic and whatever. And then when you read the script and you realize he's on kind of a jail ship, you're like, well, wait, why would it look so good? You know, we yeah. wanted it to kind of look a little, a little bit clunky, crappy almost, you know, like, like what is, if you look at a jail building, it rarely is like designed by, you know, um, Frank Gehry, you know, so it's like, <laughs> um, what's the jail ship look like? And I think that was that concept, I don't think was in the pilot. So we had to kind of rethink it. All right. Um, so during production, you know, any, any stage of it, did you have a, any specific favorite aspect of the show to work on? Like what, whether it was getting back animation or you know, starting again and doing storyboarding or, you know, seeing the final product come together. I like the edit, you know, I like, um, I like telling the story like the rest of it's great. I mean, I, I was an animator and I like drawing and um, it's all very cool to see, but to me, the best part is, is making an animatic that works before you send it off to get animated. Yeah. So it's like, you're making a TV show, you know, it feels like I like working with the actors. I like, I, I don't know. I like the kind of, you know, air quote director kind of stuff like making the story making the thing feel alive getting into those moments making the the tone hit right sitting in the edit and sort of editing a perfect moment together that's the kind of stuff that's really fun for me awesome. the rest of it's like has to get done and you know I, i'm a compositor as well like i've done a lot of compositing okay, in my yeah. trajectory so um uh the fit and finish and polish at the end is really important to me but again i feel like that stuff is it's like sanding you got to do it and it's going to happen, but the real art of it to me is the direction. So, so along with that, is there like any hard pressure of uh, of leading a team to execute execute such a you know cinematic vision of uh, you know getting all this done and getting it done in time and in bu- on budget? Yeah. And... <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of anxiety, but um, the good news is, is if you're careful about who your team is. Um, you, you're not stuck in there alone, you know? So um, yeah. it's, it's why, you know, from, from all accounts, Ben's doing great on season two because he was great on season one, you know? Like we had really good people on our entire storyboard team and probably you've interviewed half of them. They're all, like, it's, it'd be hard to pick out one person as being amazing because they kind of all were in their own ways. So, um, yeah. but yeah, like I think the team is what is the protection from that. But yeah, I mean, it's a huge amount of pressure, but I mean, I don't know. Doctors have a huge amount of pressure, so. <laughs> I, I'll, I make cartoons so it's like well, i gotta chill about that you know yeah <laughs> um so what is your your advice for someone who would be interested in a job directing and you know specifically in in animation so like directing specifically yeah um well i feel like you could do an entire career in animation and never actually see what the director is supposed to be doing just because uh animating is so um specialized so like a character right. designer is in storyboarding and a storyboard artist is in painting backgrounds and all these things are hugely important right and and the best person thinks about these things holistically but story is off kind of on an island because the 
like a lot of people think, oh, storyboarding, you know, like you just put the camera everywhere and make it dynamic and people fly through the air and it's awesome. And that's like completely misses the point. So you get sort of dime a dozen storyboard artists who are really good at a big fight scene and backflips and explosions. And then when it comes down to like making three people eat a sandwich at a table, they have no idea how to do that. Um, and that's the thing, like it's, 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 you, there, there's, it's called story for a reason, you know, it's because yeah. you have to be able to like con- clearly communicate those moments. So if someone was wanting to be a director, I would say like the best, um, the best way to do that is to learn what a director does and, and kind of like make second, like drawing is important. You got to be able to draw storyboards, but I'd rather have a mediocre drafts person who's an amazing storyteller than an amazing drafts person who's mediocre storyteller because one works and one just doesn't. And if, listen, if you're a good drawer and you can tell a story, great. But um, if you want to be a director, I would say figure out how to communicate the story and forget about everything else for a little while. Um, But by the way, like a good background artist knows what the story of the shot is and builds that in too. So I think the the people who really think like a director are the people who um, are looking at every every moment holistically you know like go and go online and listen to quentin tarantino talk about what a director's job is and and if you're not excited about that then you know it's probably not the job for you i mean listen a lot of people aren't good at the job of directing <laughs> a lot of, by the way a lot of people really really are as well um but i feel like if you're not going to be in love with that role don't a lot of people treat it like the promotion you get you know oh, i won't be the director yeah. i won't be in charge you know um and that's that's nonsense. That's crazy. You, you got to like it's a job like anything else. Like I, I respect people who are like a character designer forever and they just want to get better and better and better at character designing or what uh, not specific character design, but that works for everything. Like you should specialize and become the best version of it. And directing is a job like character design, like backgrounds. Um, it's just it's because it's story. It, it has more prominence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so so what was the were there any perspective? particular challenges behind creating such a story i mean especially the one for for season one i mean you have these really high action points on these these incredible character arcs that you had to meet uh, and have viewers come across to understand what were the challenges and you know putting that for viewers um and you know putting all those ideas on paper <laughs> sure yeah, I mean, you know, everyone, I think the good news is Dave Owen, everybody was, were all kind of pushing in the same direction. You know, everybody yeah. wanted this show to be this kind of epic cinematic, um, serialized drama comedy. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the big stresses and stuff were, were like how that becomes. So the hardest part is like how you get to a quiet moment or, you know, a good example is Avocado in, in episode, uh-oh six when he dies right yeah spoiler alert um and uh (laughs) (laughs) well how do you how do you get to a character like that episode isn't all about that death right like there's a lot of great thematic stuff about meeting a son and all that kind of stuff but you have to make sure that that you're you're letting it resonate a little bit because that kind of stuff like it's it's easy to kill somebody uh, in in a story they just explode or they get shot you know so you have to make sure that the audience gives a shit and the best way to do that is to um, make sure that the story you've been telling up to that point really focuses on who this person is. So those are the kinds of things that end up being the the burden is like, how do you make sure that by the time someone gets hurt or, or killed um, it matters. And it's not just a, a rug pull or a, um, you know, grab at a mode, the pull at the heartstrings that's un, unearned. Everything has to get earned in, in a story, no matter what. Um, and the bigger, the, the bigger the thing you're trying to earn, the better the story has to be. 
so those are the kinds of things that you know I, I, am i answering that question right <laughs> i can't remember exactly what what I, what the question was 100 percent, but i hopefully answered yeah, i started talking and got confused <laughs> all right so you of course the the director for the first season of the show mm-hmm. um so what does the, the future have in store for you now i you know you, I know uh, you have a, a secret project, but it's not that it's secret. I mean, it's announced. I just don't know. Who, like, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes when there's no like actual announcement for something out in the world, then it's I don't know if it's like my place to give it. If that makes any sense. But it's a. Yeah. I'm doing a. Um, essentially, it's a, a movie for Netflix. Um, um, directing it. So yeah, it's just. I mean, listen. I'd be happy to. I'll, I'll scream to the clouds once it's announced. I just don't know when the right time to talk about it is. But yeah, it's. It's essentially one of the reasons I left after season one is I felt like my um, I told my story, you know, I did it like yeah. the season one turned out the way everybody asked me to make it turned out. And I felt really good about it. Um, and I knew they were in good hands when I left to pursue the next thing, which um, was hopefully, you know, you know, I didn't want to just jump into another final space. I really wanted to get into feature stuff. So luckily, luckily it panned out um, so far, so far. I'm still here. <laughs> But um, but yeah, that was sort of the plan. So I'm just lucky that it worked out the way. Uh, I took, you know, you take a risk every time you walk away from something awesome like Final Space. Um, and you know, I didn't take that. I didn't make that choice lightly. Um, and I'd also like I'd also had my own show in production simultaneously that I wasn't actually working on, which okay. didn't feel great. <laughs> so um, I wanted to make sure I was available to like actually make those decisions um, as to what I wanted to work on. Awesome, cool. All right, well, we're gonna pause and come right back for Fantastic's respond. All right. All right. Thanks to Mike for answering some of those questions. And we'll be back in just a few seconds to go ahead and get started with Fantraxian's Respond. All right. We are back. Gabe Jones here on Into Final Space interviewing Mike Roberts today, uh, who was supervising director on season one of Final Space. And we are here with Fantraxian's Respond looking at some of the questions you submitted through the Into Final Space channel on the Final Space Discord, as well as those questions that came in through on the Final Space subreddit. So let's hear what Mike had to say about those. All right, we are back with Fantrexian's Respond. I have Mike here, and he's going to answer some of your questions that were submitted through Discord and through Reddit. So um, the first question was, actually, what what is your favorite episode from Season 1? Uh, I think probably, wait... Uh-oh. I'm going to get them all mixed up. What's the one with the fireballs in the sun? Is that four? Probably four. Yeah, and then so. four or eight. I like eight. I like the um, the dad stuff in eight. I thought that yeah. turned out all right. Um, that's one of those episodes that was so big that like I watch it and see shots that I wish I'd been able to like finish in compositing, and it breaks my heart a little bit. But uh, four, I feel like, was where we hit the rhythm of of actually doing as much compositing as we wanted to do. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you can comment on this at all, but, uh, sure. Were there any, any jokes or dialogue, et cetera, that was taken out of the show? Uh, anything that was deemed that it, it, it didn't really fit into the episode at all or, uh, Oh man, that's a good question. And it's probably like a boring answer. I'm trying to think, like, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like David and Olin kind of did their thing, you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't feel like there was too much that nothing like that got, God, I'm probably, you know, now that I say that now, a year later probably <laughs> forgetting the 50 things um that's a question for ben you should get ben on the show and ask him because he's sort of still in it um i don't know i don't know i i uh i pitched an episode where there were like 
due, due to like a multiple dimensions thing, there were like five Garys and they like rented an apartment in New York City. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, they, uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe in season three, they'll have that New York apartment one. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the last question I got was, uh, was there anything from the team that wasn't originally part of the show, but that was integrated into the sh- into an episode after they you know, kind of pushed for it to be there? Uh, any of the, the crew members are just like, hey, I have this oh, yeah. really, really, really good idea, and I, I really want to put it in there. And you're just like, that is a good idea. Okay. God, that's a good question. That's a good question. Oh, man. um, I don't think so i feel here's the thing like i feel like once you get rolling on it like the ideas come sort of fast and furious and everyone's sort yeah. of in agreement so i feel like it was pretty organic i don't yeah. know like i you know i would uh, my whole thing was like i would always push for like the explanations of the universe that sometimes i think you know david and olin would take for granted because they were too close to it you know so right. it's like yeah. things like like we got to a point in an episode where they we realized like the audience didn't know what the titans were yeah. So we needed to kind of have a little montage of what the Titans are. And I think that, what episode is that? Eight, maybe, where they explain the Titans? Uh, like those kinds of montages know, come yeah. out of, you know, you story and you watch the episode and go, wait, 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 wait. Nobody knows what the hell these Titans are. And then you kind of <laughs> rethink it. So it's like that kind of stuff, you know, was, yeah. was that it wasn't, then you wouldn't really call that added because it's not like the Titans came out of that, like they were there. It was just how you tell that story. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show with me today. Yeah, of course. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much to Mike Roberts for joining me on the show today and answering my questions, as well as those for Fantraxians Respond. Remember, as always, if you do want to submit those questions for Fantraxians Respond, join me on the Into Final Space channel on the Final Space Discord, or join us on the subreddit where we're always talking about the show. If you're looking forward to more interviews i've got some awesome ones coming up with the team from Jamfield that animates the show so if you're really looking to have what goes into the animation for the show make sure you stay tuned as always follow me on twitter and instagram at into final space and i look forward to letting you guys hear some more awesome interviews and some episode reviews coming right up so keep tuned and we'll be back on into final space see you real soon